Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. Hear ye, hear ye. Successor 3D printed ears made from patients' own ear cartilage. For the first time in history, a living ear made out of human cells was successfully transplanted onto a patient. Using 3D biotherapeutics technology, doctors could reconstruct the outer ear of a woman born with microtia, a condition in which people are born with underdeveloped ears or none at all. This study examined the safety and aesthetic properties of this new procedure for ear reconstruction. As part of the study, personalized tissue implants were developed that can replace the ears of patients with such a condition. In order to harvest cartilage cells, the patient's existing ear tissue is sampled. Multiplying these in cultures then serves as bio-ink for 3D printing a new ear. A graft is then applied to the patient. In the U.S. alone, about 1,500 people are born with microtia, and there are only a few treatment options available. And I bet you that means 1,500 people per year. It is possible for patients to choose grafts made from either synthetic materials or from rib cage tissue. Currently, either implants or invasive surgery to remove rib cartilage are used for ear reconstruction. Specialists are hoping this new, much less invasive technology will become the standard procedure for ear reconstruction. Because it uses the patient's own ear cartilage, the living tissue implant is less likely to be rejected by the body. Despite not disclosing the technical details of the trial, 3D Bio says that federal authorities reviewed the trial and that the results will be published in a peer-reviewed medical journal once the trial is completed. It seems likely that other types of tissue will be subjected to a similar trial if results continue along this path. We believe here at Noise Filter that this, this sort of technology, the, the, the direction that 3D printing is going in is going to just be remarkable. I, I'm still, you know, kind of thinking about a story that we did on on fusion technology and how that's going to be mm-hmm. the the fuel for the future. 3D printing and being able to use 3D printing from a, a biology, uh, possibly even like creating new new um, har- uh, being able to create new um, organs. You know, I could see a reality for something like that as that technology gets better. So this is this really exciting technology. Look, according to Gray's Anatomy, we're all look, it's it's happening. Like all we gotta do, like you, you, we don't you need a transplant and just print it, you know? Like Hold on, are you quoting a, are you quoting it you're quoting a TV show here? <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Oh, Lordy. Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) 30 minutes tops and we got organs, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. You know, it's the same thing like with House. You know, I'd never seen any of those those TV programs, but they're able to solve the mystery in exactly the 52 minutes that have been allotted to them to be able to uh, 
It's just amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Incredible coincidence. Now, in all seriousness, getting back to this story, I think what 3D Bio is doing is amazing and uh, we'll certainly continue to follow. Black maternal mortality rates in the U.S. addressing the racial inequalities. A St. Louis doula program that received federal funding is aiming to reduce the racial inequities found in maternal care. Doulas are women who, although don't have medical training, but are employed to provide support and guidance for pregnant women. One doula organization in St. Louis is raising awareness for the deep racial inequalities that exist for pregnant women of color. This specific organization was founded by a group of Black women who noticed that pregnant Black women were often more fearful for their lives than excited to be mothers. I, I talked about that myself on uh, here on Noise Filter before. Amina Williams, one of the first women to join the group, recalled a woman saying, I don't want to die. Williams went on to say, that shouldn't be the thing that comes to the minds of Black women. These comments from women in St. Louis are, in fact, representative of Black women from the U.S. Data and National Center for Health Statistics that shows that maternal mortality for Black women in the U.S. is around 55 deaths per 100,000 live births, whereas in the same time frame, the maternal mortality rate for white women is 19.1 deaths per 100,000 live births. This data suggests a deep inequality in the maternal care provided to women of color versus white women, and it is this inequality that the doula program is hoping to remedy. Doulas generally provide guidance on pain or complications associated with pregnancy. Pain or any unusual symptoms associated with pregnancy are often indicative of an underlying issue that needs to be addressed. Black women are often not made aware of when to seek medical attention, and even when they do, are more likely to have their concerns dismissed. Members of this doula program are aiming to educate pregnant women on when to seek medical attention as well as how to demand a certain level of care. The racial inequalities found in maternal health care will require years of policy change and education to fix. In the meantime, providing funding to doula programs like this one in St. Louis can help alleviate some of these inequalities resulting in fewer deaths of mothers and children. Yeah, this is, we have talked about this. A number of times, Hope, mm -hmm. and it sometimes feels like beating a, a, a horse. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm going to just step aside and just you know, see if you have any thoughts or considerations. I, you know, this story is talking about doula programs. I think this is magnificent because, it, you know, when you're giving birth, there's you have so many other things on your mind than advocating for yourself mainly trying to survive and trying to deal with the pain, right? Um, so having someone that is literally just there for you is so wonderful that you like it it take it's, it just takes a level of anxiety away because you know someone is actually looking out for you. Everyone's looking out for the doctor, but knowing so I mean for the baby, 
But knowing that someone is looking out for you and can speak up when you can't is absolutely wonderful. If I, I feel blessed and privileged because of my background in health education, I knew and I didn't, I did tons of research. I knew of risk that could happen to me going into the birthing process. And I made sure my husband was very aware of things to look for. Both he and I are very vocal and we have no problems uh, advocating for ourselves, but others are not that fortunate. Um, So I didn't personally feel the need for a doula, but I love that this program is being highlighted and being elevated for those that need that support. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast, follow us on social media, and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Pickerson, at hopepickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. That's D R D E R Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefiltershow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your healthcare providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right. Right.